hello everybody this is another episode of 81 points and uh things are looking pretty good right now we're sitting pretty aren't we chris really good 17 and 11 um especially after that own three start so can't complain you know not a lot of things to complain about but you know knowing us we do complain about a few things um this few. podcast would not be a podcast if we didn't nitpick on certain things. Yeah, you know? there's always something to, um, you know, for the sake of, for argument's sake, we always complain about something. So, um, well, you know, the, I think the theme of this podcast is like from the perspective of an Asian parent. <laughs> and we have unrealistic, a very concerned Asian parent. Yeah, you uh, know. yeah, unrealistic expectation of an Asian parent. That's how a lot of Laker fans are with, uh, with the Lakers and we kind of, um, you know, make that transition from an Asian parent to an Asian, you know, basketball landscape, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, this is a very, um, it's a very interesting. It's a very personal podcast episode talking from uh, the perspective of two Asian American uh, NBA fans. So um, hope you like what you hear. And without further ado, here is the latest episode of 81 points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, we're back. This is another episode of 81 Points. Um, it's, it's Christmas time. You mm-hmm. know, people are in holiday spirits. Um, the spirits of Lakers fans in general, I, I gotta say it's probably you know pretty good yeah i mean Um, we're we're uh a third into the season yeah so we're a third of the way into this uh promising new era and actually we just watched the lakers lose yeah i mean they they lost the rockets but um today but yeah i mean overall and we'll talk about the game but you know overall um you gotta say you gotta feel like it's been a a pretty huge success so yeah. far i didn't watch i didn't watch all of today's game um i missed out on the second half um but you know i want to throw out the caveat that uh the team wasn't at full strength today yeah. or nor, nor have they been for the past couple of games or nor have they really been all season long yeah <laughs> so um i don't even know how many games uh the lakers have played with a full roster intact yet i mean especially given with like tyson chandler coming into the team yeah um yeah. i don't know how many i don't know how many games have been played where everybody was healthy yeah i mean you can make all. a you can make a case that the the record should actually be could have actually been a lot better maybe not a lot better but could actually have been better than it is now, which is 17 and 11. Yeah, 17 and 11. Which is saying a lot because they're a game and a half out of tops in the, the West, the ultra-competitive West. Yeah, so, so uh, we're a third of the way through the season. and uh, Yeah, so, you know, I mean, we should we should kind of talk about sort of the, um, you know, state of the, the Lakers a third into the season, maybe even just overall uh, the NBA season as well. Right. So taking a step back and seeing everything, you know, obviously like after each game, there's that knee jerk reaction of like how, you know, based on 
what you just saw in in a in any given game, you're gonna feel different, right? Yeah. The the team can play <clears throat> sorry, the team can play really bad and you know, it could be a situation of like, oh man, what's going on with the team? We're not playing defense, guys aren't hitting shots. But when things are right, then it's like, oh man, it, you know, you're thinking championship pretty right now. <laughs> so uh taking a step back overall, I would say uh you know, for me, um, it's not a surprise that um, the team is where, where they're at. 17-11, sounds about right, I yeah. feel like. Uh, maybe it could have been a little bit better, but, you know, there have been injuries. There have been suspensions. Um, but it also could have been a lot worse. Like, it, you know, it, it, we've, we all, especially as a Laker fan, we all fail to <laughs> forget a lot about a lot of things like, for example, the, the start of the season was near disastrous. Yeah, they uh, 0-3 to start the season. <laughs> uh, 0-3, and not only was it 0-3, like, it wasn't like, oh, it just looks like that they're not meshing. It w- it looked There was a clear weakness to the team where, like, the size issue was so apparent, it just didn't seem like this was fixable. Yeah. So um, it looked pretty dire. Right. Adding Tyson Chandler was huge. Huge. Um, huge. That pretty much nipped that in the bud, I feel like. Yeah. Just uh, he, getting him. Um, yeah. It, he kind of saved this. I I don't want to sound dramatic, but it, I don't know. You can make a case that he saved the season. Because, yeah, for sure. I think you can make a case for that. Um, because in those three games, you could just clearly see that when McGee was on the court, uh, there was just the Lakers were yeah there was there was, was no, no chance interior defense yeah, uh whatsoever yeah without Tyson Chandler and just McGee um but yeah LeBron is looking pretty pretty fucking awesome right now <laughs> he's looking like LeBron yeah he's LeBron is LeBron which um is a very good thing yeah for the team I, I I'm and I'm talking like not even like oh he's he's kind of looking like him. You know, or he's he's lot. You can see that he's lost a step. He looks like LeBron of the last fifteen years. Yeah, he has not lost a step. <laughs> he has not. Um, at he's all. hitting threes now. Like, you know, he started off like pretty rocky from the three point line. Yeah. Um, but I think he's picked it back up uh, since he's recovered. I think he's shooting like around thirty seven percent from three so far yeah. this year, which is good, really good. Not um, only that, he's hitting. Like the type of threes he is hitting, like he's hitting like thirty foot threes. In today's in today's uh, NBA, I mean, you got to be able to like <laughs> hit from the half court logo. I but, feel like, <laughs> but he's doing like step back thirty thirty three. No, foot. yeah, I mean, he's it's hitting ridiculous. some insane. As as are a lot of NBA stars nowadays. Yeah. To be fair, but but even still, that is a pretty select group. Like Steph, maybe you know Lillard. Um, KD, yeah, KD. Uh, it's just a very select group to to be hitting those ridiculous, uh, you know, long range threes. Yeah. So he's definitely worked on it. It seems yeah. like um, from this past off season. Yeah. So um, he's added another thing to which his, is crazy, uh, right? Game, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's looking good. Um, what are your thoughts about you know the Fortnite everyone, crew? Everyone else? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about those guys. Um, loving Josh Hart. Let's get that out the way. Like I, 
I my expectation for him has now increased. Like my, I feel like, you know, could we be actually seeing someone that, uh, like for me in my eyes, I'm thinking, okay, already he's proven that he could absolutely be an a, a really solid starter in this league. Like he's proven to me that without a doubt. Uh-huh. Um, now the question is, could he be even more than that? So, I think he's kind of. Uh, open the discussion for that with his play because he he just contributes so much across the board he's a fantastic uh three ball shooter great defender doesn't have to have the ball in his hands it's just a perfect compliment uh for lebron if you were to concoct a, a complimentary if you were to put together a complimentary player and put him you know build him up in a lab josh hart would be the perfect player that you would engineer for you know a compliment to LeBron James. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So for me, my marks for Josh Hart would be like a, just a solid A for him. And okay. I feel like he could, he's, he's just, he's open to discussion. He's forced the issue where he's like, he could possibly be more than just a solid starter. Yeah. And his, you know, now like one full season and a third of, third of the way through this season, he's proven to be um, a pretty efficient shooter from the floor from the floor um mm-hmm. shooting 39 percent from three great finisher for a guy his size. great finisher at the rim um free throws need work yeah as which you can as, say as about. is the case for everybody on this team yeah, lebron basically. included too. yeah um but yeah the great defense um i've been making the case that you know for as much as for as much as we lament over lonzo and we're gonna get to lonzo in a yeah. little bit here but um, the combination of Lonzo and Josh Hart, uh, that backcourt, I think, has the potential to be, you know, one of the elite defensive backcourts in the NBA. So, if not already, if not already, but Josh uh, Hart yeah. has that going for him, right, yeah, on the defensive does. side. So, yeah, I I agree. I think you know, you got to give him an A so yeah. far for how he's played this season. Um, you know, the team is uh, missing Brandon Ingram. He sprained an ankle. Um, the uh you know he landed on Lamarcus Aldridge's foot um as which by as the history way, has shown yeah. many players have landed Let's on just his just talk about Lamarcus foot you know it's fucking sketchy man like yeah for those of you who don't know just just go on reddit and just yeah. type you know Lamar- <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge uh injures players or something like that yeah. um you'll you'll see a few clips of him uh sticking out his foot um you know, underneath like, jump shooters. He's he's sticking this out after he's landed. Like he's taking an extra hop to land in the player's way. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So obviously, like the injury was not is not Ingram's fault, but um, it is a little bit of a um, it is a little bit of an eyebrow raiser that he's you know injured yet again because yeah, you in make- his in his third season, it's like he's still struggling to yeah. stay healthy i know that i mean that's something that you you put a lot of stock in right a, a player's health early on in the career to see because it's sometimes indicative of how we're well we're seeing a pattern with him though right, right yeah but otherwise you know when he's healthy when he's been healthy and he's out there um i think it's a bit of a mixed bag with how he's played this yeah. season so far only because like the expectation for him is um higher than other players right so my grade for Brandon ingram ingram is uh, a b minus oh yeah 
you know, in an Asian household, that <laughs> that'll get your <laughs> you ass might kicked. as well be. You <laughs> might as get well. You, <laughs> you might as well get disowned. You're yeah. Okay. So. so why the B minus? Um. So I'm I'm not I'm not and that's me not even docking him for his uh his injury. Um. Because again, I think that was all Lamarcus. That's a a B minus for healthy Ingram. Healthy Ingram. Okay. Absolutely. Um. I think. I guess I just I expected to see him really make that leap this year. I thought he was going to be right off the gate, going to be a 20-point type of uh, score. Um, I will make this concession, though, that, you know, uh, had you know had LeBron not come to L.A., I think without a doubt uh, Ingram would be a 20-point scorer on this team. I, I don't know if that's saying much, you know, but he I'm not be. so sure about that. I, I, I feel like he is because he's already right now even and this is for me feeling like he's been in disappointment so far he's averaging 16 a game so um i think it's i mean it, it easily he'd be a 20 point scorer but um even still with lebron i feel like i don't know just cuz my expectation has been so it's been it's the highest of all the laker young prospects for me so um i expected him to be um, at you know twenty at the bare minimum like eighteen nineteen type of score. So you think uh, you think Kevin Durant is right about playing with LeBron? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> like I mean, is LeBron LeBron? Let's I mean let's be real. LeBron overall he raises the he elevates the play of the people around him more yeah. so than he um, more so than he like uh, lowers it. Right? Yeah, and you know so and, and you know it's been kind of well documented because people are saying you know. The third into the season, it's it's kind of a common theme now. So, you know, they're saying that Ingram plays would play a lot better with the second unit or just a, you know when LeBron's not on the floor, right? And to me, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, they were trying that out a lot, yeah, before you got hurt, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I feel like Ingram's game is so versatile. Like he should be able to make it work. You know. Um. Because, like you said, like usually he can elevate the gameplay of of everyone around him, regardless of who you are. You know. Yeah, I um, I think with Ingram, what I've seen is that in order for him to um, score, he needs the ball in his hands to create for himself. Yeah, like he's like a. I'd have to agree. He's with that. more of like an ISO type of player, which historically is not good with with LeBron. Yeah, because right? he needs the ball. In yeah, his hand. whether it's um, you know, a pick and roll or posting up against a. A shorter player, he needs that. He needs the ball in his hands to to make it work for himself. Um, you know, which is why like Josh. But he Hart, is a good shooter, though. You he's know? a good shooter. Yeah, yeah. So like like Josh Hart, you know, he can he can move off the ball. He can spot up and shoot threes, and he'll he'll be fine with the guy with a ball dominant guy like LeBron as his teammate, right? Yeah. So another guy that's like that, I think, is benefiting a lot from having LeBron on the team is Kyle Kuzma. I think he's benefited the most actually. Yeah. So, cause he's the type of guy, uh, you know, Chris Weber said it today during the, during the broadcast. Uh, he doesn't need plays run for him to get his buckets to score. Yeah. He can just, you know, slash or, um, be the recipient of passes. And, you know, we got a lot of good passers on the team right now. Yeah. So, uh, Kuzma is just feasting off of all of these, dimes that are being thrown his way so yeah. um you know what do you so overall kuzma's been pretty awesome so far this year okay so f- 
it's interesting. It was an up and down thing. It was. But, I mean, I think was. he's righted the ship like he's, really well. He has like as of late. Uh, let's say maybe a week ago, a week, week and a half ago, I would have been like, I don't know, B B minus again with that guy too. Yeah, yeah. But he has turned it on so much that I'm like, damn, he is looking really good because, and my knock on on Kuzma has always been, if he's not scoring. He is a liability on the court. It's yeah. always been my knock on him, and he's really proven very like of recent, like in the last ten games, that he can contribute. Like he's rebounding um, a lot better. Like you know, finally, like the way a power forward should. He's been averaging like eight or nine boards the last ten games. He not only that, he's passing great. Like he's dropping five dimes, four to five dimes, like almost every other game. Um, and that is huge. He's getting more steals, more blocks. So I'm just, I'm really, really uh, thrilled to see his uh, development this past um, 10 or so games. So I, I can't help but I got to give him, I don't know, A minus, which in the Asian household is still not, not, good, <laughs> not good. But no, but yeah, I feel like A minus is like needs improvement. <laughs> It's basically needs like, improvement. All right, you're you're not gonna get hit this this. Uh, yeah. Well, he was he was put in a tough spot yeah, in the beginning was. of the I season. So, yeah. Um, you know the the pre Tyson Chandler Lebron. Lakers, yeah, that is true. He was the backup center yeah, yeah. for the team. So and that that experiment was that was not working for him at all. <laughs> no, like you know, um, yeah. So he wasn't put in a good position uh, during that time. But now that he's in his natural uh, mm-hmm. position, I feel like um, we're we're starting to see what he can do, and um, I don't know. Do you, does he look like potential all star to you? Uh, like, he's he definitely has. Um, if if this recent development is like you know not just like a hot streak, if it's for real, then I definitely think so because he has improved so much on defense, where he's no longer a liability. Where I feel like wow, he he. There's certain a lot of plays where I'm now like that was great, you know. Um, where in the beginning of the season he looked lost, and you know, like you were saying, um, he was kind of put in a really tough spot. So um, I don't know the fact that he's just really turned it on. I yeah, I do feel like he he does. It's back on the table. I feel like it's back on the table. This guy might have all star potential. Okay. And like I mean, he. he I mean, what grade would you give him? Uh, I would give him. I would give him a B plus. He still has moments where the thought bubble, if there was a thought bubble over his head on the yeah. court, it's like I'm shooting the ball once I touch it. <laughs> you know? And he makes up his mind that he's gonna yeah. try to shoot the ball. But I, also so I think same, his shot selection is yeah, still is um, very, I mean, yeah. needs improvement. At the same time though, like you gotta you can't help but uh, like love a guy with that kind of like you know what I mean? Like he's just not he's the one guy you know he's not afraid to like yeah step up. Like I like, I wish Brandon Ingram had more of that. Yeah, sure. Um you know, and maybe Lonzo too, even though Lonzo's an atrocious shooter, but he I mean, you contrast with Lonzo who's like he doesn't even look at the basket sometimes. Okay, you know? but okay. You brought him up. Let's talk about Lonzo because <laughs> I think uh you know, if we had to distribute the overall angst with Lakers fans, I feel like what 90, 95% of it is like has to do with Lonzo right now. It's interesting. I don't know. I, it's, 
you know, with maybe Laker I'm just fan, projecting on myself. I know, I but. think so too, because like I feel like there are still so many Laker fans out there. They had they have these purple and gold glasses on, and they look at Lonzo and they're like, "Oh, this kid is untradeable. He's got incredible potential." They're like, "Look at the little things." Yeah, yeah. You know, look at the small right, details. Right. Where, but when you're a number two pick. <laughs> And we're like, look it at the big be, things. It should be blatantly <laughs> obvious to you what kind of, like, what he's yeah. producing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so. What would you grade, Lonzo? Uh, it's, I don't know. I am I need to be careful because I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to be kind of harsh. It's okay. You can, you can hurt feelings on this podcast. <laughs> say, say, say what you feel. I think he is um, C minus. C, C minus, okay. if not worse. I think. All of his, and the only reason why it's even a C is because of his defense. If his defense was not there, if he didn't have good D, I'd be, it's, I'd be really worried. I'm already kind of worried, but I'd be like, wow, I don't even know what we're going to do with this kid. Because literally all his contributions are on the defensive end. Um, his shooting percentages are, have already like, you know, it was really good at the beginning. It, it's already pretty damn close to his last year's averages mm-hmm. um so it's and that just means he's actually shot even worse because he had really good percentages to work with in the beginning of the season so i mean today's game he's 0 for 6 for 3 um it's yeah it, it I mean, what's really concerning for me is that uh it's not just like he's playing poorly it's the eye test which is you watch his shots and we were talking about it. Okay, so he hasn't he hasn't necessarily averaged an air ball a game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but he used to almost, he used to average an air ball a game. But even now, like when I see him shoot, I mean these these shots are not even close, you mm-hmm. know. And I remember the remember that 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 one sh- uh, gif that you sent me too, where he like it, he was it was just him and the basket. And, and he passed he, it back. And he passed it back. Or I don't know what it was. It was like an awkward, I, like... I've sent you a few yeah, over the I past mean, few games. Yeah, it is it is really concerning. So, and so for me, I'll end, I'll end it with this on Lonzo, and I'll let you give your grade on him. But I almost feel like the ship has sailed for Lonzo. Like, I think uh, the... And I'm talking about ship has sailed in the sense that he's not going to be a franchise cornerstone. Mm-hmm. You know? I think he still has a chance to salvage uh, and be like a maybe a solid starter, but um, I'm I'm kind of like I don't I just don't see it anymore. Like right. I think he's he's had to shown some improvement and he has not done that. So and it's just the way he's shown it that it's been like um, kind of concerned. So for me, I think if there's a trade that we um, that we can make to get like a bonafide star and they wanted Lonzo to be included, which I don't know how much trade value he has at this point, to be honest. Um, I really, really have no qualms about throwing him in there. So, wow. yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel like I held back a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> okay. For me, let me just start off by saying, throwing this caveat in. Okay. As I said last time, I was the biggest Lonzo fan. <laughs> He's a fellow Bruin. You know, by you know, going into his NBA draft class. Okay, I was all in on Lonzo. I saw what he did at UCLA. First hand. 
First ten, yeah. I watched every game. Uh, he was hitting NBA range three pointers in college with regularity. Uh, changed the whole culture of that UCLA basketball team. So I was all in, yeah. and I thought I, he was ready. Six six point guard. I mean, he, I, even you know? in like in the college ranks, like his performance as a freshman was pretty historic, right? Wouldn't you say? It was a pretty um, historic year he put up, right? In terms of like what he shot from the three, the passes he was he was making, right? I wouldn't say historic, yeah. Uh, but he did have a huge impact, and he was one of like you know the top five to ten. He lived uh, up to the hype. Basketball though. players in college that year, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did live up to the hype. Okay. Um. So yeah, I was all in on Lonzo. Um. Biggest Lonzo fan. Happy that he was drafted by the Lakers when he was drafted. Um, and I think that's where I had a personal problem um, keeping it objective with him mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. because I, you know, there are you're certain, giving him the benefit of the doubt. There are certain players like you're hoping that they do well. Right. You know what I mean, right. you, like you want them, you want them so bad to live up to uh, expectations that you're uh, willing to overlook certain things. Yeah. Um, like his shooting form. Yeah. But, uh, you know, speaking to what you said about the eye test, you know, uh, there are young players when you see them play and they're not, they're making mistakes and they're not doing well. You can still see that there's potential, right? There's like still things that can be fixed. I think so. I think for Lonzo at this point, his problems cannot be fixed. Yeah. Like the, the shooting form was obviously it was. It's a bad shooting form, right? But after one of the worst in NBA history, yeah. After about I don't know how many games he's played, maybe like 80 games now at this point, um, it's not getting any better. So I almost feel like he can't improve on that shooting form. Um, he doesn't really, there's no consistency there, you know what I mean? Uh, he rushes his shots. Uh, he's not always like balanced when he shoots. Uh, you know, he, he can't go right and pull up and shoot. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, not, you know, doesn't have a floater. Uh, doesn't look to finish at the rim when he's when he's dribbling. Like every time he's driving, like you know he's gonna pass. And you know, another thing too, to pick you back off what you're saying to uh contrast with Josh Hart they're they're kind of similarly sized too I think actually Lonzo's bigger than Josh Lonzo's, Hart Lonzo's taller and longer yeah yeah um and yet Josh Hart is fantastic at finishing whereas Lonzo I mean he has all I mean who would you say is more athletic who are the more athletic point guards than Lonzo you can only rattle off I'm 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 gonna say like maybe three or four Right. What? Really? Yeah. Who's a more athletic point guard than than Lonzo? Okay, Russell Westbrook, obviously. Yeah. I'd say Lillard is more athletic. Yeah. Okay, so who else? Well, uh, let me think about <laughs> this. Hmm. Lonzo. Uh. You just were. You were just. You just listed <laughs> off the two that I, I immediately had in my head. So um, that's what I'm saying. I think like in terms of physical gifts, Lonzo. He's got it in Hold space. On. Okay, John Wall. Yeah, okay, John Wall. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me look this up. You're putting <laughs> me on a spot right now. All right, you you can keep going. Kemba on. Walker. Um, uh, 
Okay. Um, I mean, Kemba Walker's just a fantastic player. I don't know if he's more athletic than Lonzo, but he's one of the. He might be the quickest guy in there. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But Lonzo can. He's got better hops. He's got better athleticism. Is longer. Okay, you might be right then. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy is in terms of like at the at the point guard level, he has more than enough athleticism. Yet he has. Probably the worst finishing skills of any point guard in the NBA right now, which is really concerning. Yeah, his handle is also <clears throat> uh, below average, I would say. Which is not good as well. Yeah. Yeah. And his shooting is, you know, the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to continue on my, uh, I don't want to say diatribe of Alonzo, but my, Rants. you know, my critique. Uh <laughs> His defense is awesome. Oh, that's you know that th- yeah. there's a positive. Um, it's, yeah, but I feel like that's the only thing that's uh, his sure. physical tools and his effort on a defensive end is what's keeping him on the court right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, he would be you know um, way down there on the bench. Um, you said the ship has sailed for him. Uh, I'm like. I'm like ninety five percent there with you. You're you're getting your ticket at the at the booth. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> you got it's your about bag time. I'm on the boat. I see, I see you out there. You I know? see Lonzo on life support in the <laughs> hospital bed right now, and the doctor's like, "Should we pull the plug?" Yeah. We, and I'm just like, "Yeah, it's it's dire." I think for his uh, for his prospects. Yeah, um, and you know, let us make it clear. You know, and we're we're. When we're saying this, we're talking about him being cornerstone, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. obviously, can he be a starter? Uh, sure, I think he could. But is that what you want out of your number two pick? You know, that's not. Um, so, um, it's just that our expectations are super high for this guy. And make no mistake, uh, honestly, his potential on paper is—I mean, it's off the charts. I feel like across when you put together the whole package that he has, you know. But it's just. At some point, you have to, yeah, kind of prove it on the court, and he hasn't done that. So. I mean, I I would say that there is a slight glimmer of hope in that he's only played, you know, the, the number of games that he's played. Uh, he he missed like all good part of his rookie year. He was injured throughout the summer, <clears throat> couldn't couldn't train at all during the summer. So mm-hmm. he's, in a way, he's still kind of a rookie out there hmm. on the court. Um, and he's young still. I think he just turned 21. Young, yeah. So there is still a chance. I think the a, only a small way, chance. Yeah, though. I think the only way he has, and I will, I will uh, backpedal and take it back on, on my statement, but only the only way I think he can turn this, turn this around is if he reworks, completely reworks his shooting form. That shooting form has to just die. Because that's the only way. Because it's is it's not only a terrible shooting form, but it's impeding him from making certain plays on the court. Like for example, going right and yeah. shooting and things like that. You know, which is like you know ridiculous. So um, I think that's the only way. And I don't know if he could do that on the fly during the season, or if that's something he has to do in the off season, which I'm probably is the case. You know, so you we basically drafted Patrick Beverly as the number two overall pick. Wow. Okay. 
right? That's essentially what we did. Patrick Beverly is a defensive specialist, you know. The Lakers did draft Patrick Beverly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> to, well, we to did it twice it all together. Yeah, we did it twice, basically. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's looking it's looking not so good for Lonzo. No, unfortunately. Um, like, ask yourself the question. Is Lonzo Ball a starting point guard on a championship team? My, yeah, I don't think so at all. If I yeah. were to answer that, yeah, not even. And he's, uh, you know, you, you're saying like some Laker fans are still, um, well, maybe maybe a lot of Laker fans are still saying like he's an untradeable piece. I I would even go. I would even say untradeable in the sense that who's gonna take him? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's more the case right now than uh, untradeable. Like we can't trade him away because we want to keep him forever. You know. Yeah. Um. There. I'm not ready to like completely, uh, you know, pull the plug. But um, yeah. It's it's almost. You know, we see him shoot now, and it, you're like expecting a, a miss. Yeah. You know, so that's where Alonzo's at. Um. I don't know. Uh, it just got a, t- took a depressing turn on this I mean, podcast. I think he's the only. <laughs> I think he's the only. Uh, this is the only subject where it's like, oh man, like yeah, everything else. Not, I mean, things even, are not juicy with Lonzo. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Um, well, wait. It, you know, Ingram's still wait and see, but I think there's like optimism there. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's the perfect example of he's not performing up to the standard yet he passes the eye test like when i watch him play, you can see it yeah, yeah when you can I wa- see him like being like a, a player yeah you know what i mean um when i watch him play i'm like i'm frustrated just because like i can see he can obviously do more he just for whatever reason it's you know um but when i watch lonzo play i'm like bro that shot man like Sometimes I wonder what LeBron thinks when he watches some of these like shots that Lonzo takes. I don't know. Well, it's you know the reports are that everyone loves playing with Lonzo, and you know yeah. I can see that. Yeah, because he's a great, he's an unselfish player. Right. Um, he d's up, so yeah, maybe he does like. I I don't know. I mean, but I would I assume mean, that they like playing with Lonzo. But that one shot where he was, it was just him alone at the basket, and he did this weird pump fake and like hit the side of the backboard like it's just so crazy it's, because it's so crazy that an nba player does did that well that's the thing like when when he was in college supreme confidence like he was oozing confidence yeah. on the court and now it's like the total opposite yeah that's weird like, so it's gotta be like, it's gotta be some mental i think there's right? a lot of I, I think a lot of it is mental oh, you know um I mean, his his dad didn't do him any favors, you no. know, adding adding more pressure on his dad on him, and also you know? his Laker dad, Magic Johnson, who said that his number would be up in the rafters before he even like. <laughs> yeah, like I, uh, I don't think I don't think that was that much pressure yeah. added because of what he said. <clears throat> I mean, Magic, you know, he's a crazy uncle at the barbecue. <laughs> like the greatest Laker player of all time, okay, without a doubt. But I mean, he now the some of the things he says and some you know some of the <laughs> tweets that he tweets out, it's just like wow. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll leave that one alone yeah. for now. 
Um, so who do you think is uh, the MVP of the league right now? Oh. I mean, okay, so if I had a vote, uh, which I don't, um, I would give it to LeBron because I'm a, I'm a Laker homer, and he's certainly deserving of it. Um, he's definitely in the conversation. He's definitely yeah. in the conversation. He is no worse than number two, in my opinion. Um, I think number one, um, I would probably have to give it to Steph. But he's been injured, so um, I think you can make a case that he's not. But his numbers are just... It, it, I don't know. Every time I look at him, it just boggles my mind. He's Yeah. Who, LeBron or Steph? Steph. Steph. You mean like... Like shooting, shooting 50, like 50... From three, right? Yeah, 50, 50, yeah. 90. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say right now Steph is probably yeah. the, the MVP of the league. And I think he's kind of proven third. it, actually, even when he was been out, because the Warriors were losing. When Steph's been out, yeah, they're. So. Um, I mean, the Lakers are not that far away from the Warriors record-wise right yeah. now. Yeah, um, I think what, I think the Warriors have like ten losses and the Lakers have eleven. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's right there. They're gonna play. Uh, I think they're the Christmas game, right? <sighs> it's gonna be here at Staples Center. Yeah, I feel it's like gonna too. be a great game. So, um, I mean, I hope they get up for that game. We better like, get a reason yeah. time for that. Well, okay. I mean, that's a <laughs> thank you for the segue. So, I mean, there's been it's been rumored now. By the uh, way, big big thanks to our uh, minor league uh, system, the, the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Wait, isn't uh, who's the who's the GM of the Suns? Isn't it James yeah, Jones? Yeah, LeBron James BFF. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So he's hooking LeBron up. Real he needs good. to get a ring if we if we uh, if we take it all this year. I mean, he's a better. Has he been a better GM than Rob Palinka for the Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. But yeah, shout out to shout out to the Phoenix Suns. Um, yeah. But uh, oh, what was I gonna, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. I mean, Trezor, oh, Trevor Ariza. Yeah. So yeah, it's been rumored that a deal has already been in place. That it's a done deal. That, yeah, it's a handshake uh, deal. Ariza's coming to the Lakers. Um, I don't know what the terms are. I think KCP is the player that's going to be traded away. Yeah, he, it would be centered around him. Um, as long as we don't give up a first-round pick. Yeah, that's the thing. So I saw that it it, it might be um, a three-way trade involving uh, KCP and a first-round pick. I would not trade away a first-round pick for, no. uh, for what is essentially a one-year rental. Yeah. 33-year-old Trevor Ariza. Um, I think Ariza's still a good player, <clears throat> though. And if and in a vacuum, like, would you take KCP or would you take Ariza? I would take Ariza. Um, yeah, he's KCP has been sort of a scapegoat this past uh, couple of years. I mean, he's been he's it's, been in my doghouse for a long time, but he <laughs> has he has uh, picked it up yeah. as of late. I feel like, but it's just hard for him to kind of shed that. I think just Laker fans just he's they've not warmed up to him. I think he's he's a very streaky. He's not. Um, I think people expected a lot more out of him. Um, but yeah, I think Ariza just is a much better fit. I think he's a slightly better shooter. I feel like he's he's a bigger player. Yeah, he's much bigger, longer, um, better defender. Can defend more positions. Yeah, so I feel like him on this team, like you know. That would be awesome. I just don't know. It like, would give uh, Josh Hart more minutes too. Okay, yeah, KCP, that's true. I think steals a lot of the 
you know, minutes from Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, now that you bring that up, I feel like it would be, you know, it would it would benefit even more on that front. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think Josh Hart needs to be a starter, like yesterday. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been saying this whole time it it should be what Lonzo, Josh Hart, uh, Ingram, LeBron, and Javale McGee. But I mean, you know, I used to think that until. Lonzo, I he, he's a liability on offense now. Um, and the sad thing is that with Rondo out, he had a prime, prime opportunity to really yep. be like, This was his chance to yeah, uh, his make his mark. Yeah, it was his chance to be like, Look, I should be, I should have been the starter and I should be the starter. And I'm going to prove it. And you know, we're going to take off. And he, he just shat the bed. He, he shot even worse. Um, so I feel like he's still going to start though once Rondo comes back. Yeah, and you know, I I I would like that because I think it's important for his developmental um, stage. So yeah, but he he really hasn't forced the issue. So and you know, I I want to say this too. I think the expectations have has changed this year. What did okay. you say? That? What was it before and what is it now? I mean, I think before it was. Um, you know, look, guys, this is not a championship or bust season. You know, right? We're just everyone was know, saying that. Yeah, it's a shell team for yeah. next year. Yeah, it's just a, it's a gap year. I, everybody said that across the board. Magic, Palinka, LeBron, uh, Rondo, <laughs> even Rondo was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think things. I think it's changed now. I think now it's like, oh yeah, we're we're going for it this year. Really? Yeah, you don't think so? I I just I just don't think anybody's gonna beat the Warriors. I, I mean, obviously, right. But it's still like it's it's a different mentality when it's like, okay, we're trying to make a push for a better seed in the playoffs, you know, versus look, we don't I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll be number six, number seven, doesn't matter. We gotta play Lonzo and the kids to make sure we, you know, squeeze out every developmental opportunity. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I think it's now become, oh, no, we absolutely got to get a better seed or, you know, try to get home court advantage in the first round, yada, yada, yada. Like, you know what I mean? I think the mentality has changed now. So wouldn't you be more inclined to be willing to part with a draft pick then for Trevor Ariza if you're if you have that mentality? Because for me, I'm I'm still I'm no. still on the it's a gap year type yeah. of type of uh, mentality. Yeah, um, I don't think so because uh we're they're just the lakers are so good at drafting at least in the later round you know so and i also feel like first round picks are now worth so much versus like you know years ago yeah um, definitely it's just worth worth so much um so i don't know i don't i don't know if i would do that even if it's uh we were in win now mode Unless we were getting back something huge. Like, you know, if it was to include, you know, if we threw that in, it's only, it only makes sense if we had to include that in to get, I don't know, like an Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? I think then. Which uh, is I mean, possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would, I would save it for opportunities like that rather than for like a Trevor Ariza, you know? I mean, that is like, that's the sweepstakes that all the teams are, you know, quietly positioning themselves for, I feel mm-hmm. like, the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. Um, 
you know, notably the Lakers, I think Boston's trying to get their way to get Anthony Davis and and sort of the Warriors, which sounds ridiculous, but I feel like, I feel like the top teams are, are jockeying and making little moves here and there right now to, you know, make a push for Anthony Davis when, you know, he becomes a free agent. So, yeah, you know, Anthony Davis is one of those players when you watch him play, it's like, (laughs) you're just like, dude, this guy is such an anomaly. He has it all. He he's has it all, such yeah. an anomaly. I mean, he's a huge guy who can guard. He can guard like five, all five positions almost, you know? Um, yeah, it just, you, there's pictures of him like sitting, leaning back on the bench and his arms like take up like, <laughs> take up like nine chairs. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw him, you know, finish an alley oop last night when when uh, the Pelicans were playing against uh, OKC, and his head was like at the rim. This is a seven footer, and he's finishing this alley. And so, yeah, he's... yeah. The, the Warriors they set the precedent. You need two top five players now to be a, a championship team. Yeah, and uh, you know we got one top five player mm-hmm. on the Lakers right now. So, uh, you know, Anthony Davis would be the two. The perfect. Uh, I mean, you really, you really need like three stars, but because LeBron and Anthony Davis are so good, you can compete absolutely compete with just those two guys because they're so good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, those two and like a Kyle Kuzma. That yeah, would be, I would go to war with. I that. would go to war with that. Yeah, but historically, you usually need like three stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I mean, look at the Heat. You know. Um. But yeah, Anthony Davis is so good that he's so heads and above like so many of the other players. You can you can get away with just LeBron and Davis. Okay, wow. So I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that you that you kind of feel like they they need to make a run this uh, season. Well, I don't playoffs. know. I so for me, so I, I agree with you that it's pretty much Golden State. Um. It's just ridiculous. Uh, but I'm just saying that I think the Lakers' uh, expectations have changed. I, I feel that from the organization. I feel like it's it's that's just how it is. Hmm. That's the that's the feeling I'm getting. You know. Yeah. And if that's the case, um, Lonzo seriously needs to step it up because Rondo is around the corner, and you know when it's crucial minutes. Rondo is like tried and true. Like he's he's been in he's been to war yeah. so many times. Yeah. So if that's the case, like Lonzo is in danger of getting buried in the on the bench, you know? Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like I think uh that's a really interesting storyline to kind of keep an eye on as the second uh third of the season yeah. unfolds. Because whereas in the beginning of the season we were like Oh, dude! Like it's all about development, you know, developing these young guys. So we got to give Lonzo as many minutes as we can. But now the Lakers, here we are, like seventeen and eleven, looking really good, a game and a half out of like the top seed in the West. It's like, sure, I mean, it's still Golden State's year to lose, but you know, I think the expectations are a little different now. So, what what's your overall team grade for the Lakers? I mean, we went through the we went through the individual <coughs> players, but. Uh, as a team, yeah. what would you grade the Lakers uh, so far? I, I feel like you have to give him an A. I don't know. I think they've, they've exceeded my expectations, to be honest. Hmm. Especially being in the West, you know? Yeah. Um, I look at the Rockets. Going into tonight's game, they were uh, <laughs> they were the second to the last. Yeah, they're 14th place. 
Yeah. Out of 15 teams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only the Phoenix Suns were, were worse. So um, I feel like I have to give, we have to give them. By the way, I think the Rockets, their ship has sailed. Like, they're done. I think so too. Like CP3, yeah. is, he's, he's the sh- guy. He's a shadow of him. He's the guy that I think has taken a dip. Yeah. In his uh, yeah production, and that is crippling to the. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's you know they just signed him. They just he just inked a hundred and sixty million dollar deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think they're done as well. Um, for me, I give the Lakers like a B plus. Yeah. I, I think they're about where I where I thought yeah. they would be. Um. But there are still some major things, significant issues for, with the team. Um, the shooting, I think, is still kind of an issue. The free throw shooting is definitely an issue. Yeah. They're three, though, and their defense has improved a lot since the start of the season. Yeah, I think their defense has improved a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, overall, like, I was iffy about how Luke Walton was as a coach, but I think he's doing a good job. I think he's made a lot of improvements on the rotations the last yeah. like so I, I give I give Luke props for what he's done so far with it the team. was a little dicey in the beginning yeah it was it was I mean he had to navigate well to to his defense like he didn't know nobody knew what we had as a team yeah. fully you know but I mean he's figuring out and I think he's doing a good job um, with the league for me like the most surprising team so far has been Toronto. Really, I, I for some reason like I I did not think that they would be this good. Wow. Okay. And uh, you know, like you said, I'm I'm starting to come around to to the opinion that they're they're the team to beat in the East. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, like Kawhi Leonard's like it's interesting a, that you said that though from Demar Derozan. But, right. Um, it's, yeah, I was gonna say that. That's it's interesting. Interesting that you say that because last year they had a great team, great record, and they just replaced. Um, it's, it's just with, it's just what we've seen from them in the playoffs like every year it's just like right. they can't beat lebron right. but but now they don't have that problem right so <laughs> no more lebron uh, too you know gun to my head i would between the raptor if the raptors and the celtics played a playoff series i think right now i would still pick the celtics yeah and and you gotta say the Celtics have taken a huge step back. Yeah, that's that's even with how they've looked. Yeah, super surprising. Well, cause... they've won. Um, I think they're on a, like a somewhat of a winning streak right now. But um, yeah, they're. I thought they were gonna come out guns blazing with you know the full roster intact and everything. But yeah, it, that hasn't been the case. And I mean, I thought they were gonna, uh, you know, right the ship very quickly too. Like I didn't even think twice about their kind of their rough start but it's still yeah they're still kind of feeling things out so yeah so um toronto's looking really good um what about the bucks you think uh i'm not sure you know they they uh they're probably the best like defensive team in the nba i would say they got like a ton of length you know um Giannis is a you know Giannis is a walking dunk machine you know it's crazy is that uh, he's probably the closest thing to Shaq, which is crazy to say because they don't even play the same position. But I would venture to say that he's the closest thing that we've seen to Shaq. And I don't know. I don't know who else would have compared to Like him. in the sense that you can't stop him from dunking the ball. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. even his mannerism when he The gets way he does it is different. But yeah, I mean, oh my the, gosh, the result like, is the same. It's crazy. I... 
uh, there was a recent play where he was backing someone in and he just dunked on him and I was like that looked exactly like Shaq. So well, he's what? How tall? He's six eleven, right? Yeah. And he's and he's too quick for guys that are his size that can match up with him. Yeah. So he just like and gets a dunk every time. And not only like, that, the dude is yoked. Yeah. Like he is whatever regimen that LeBron has done. Like I think he shared it with Giannis because he compare Giannis to when he first came into the league and a picture of him now. It's not even recognizable. It's like. It's like Barry Bonds when he first was on the Pirates, and when he was <laughs> when he was on the Giants. Is his head twice as big as <laughs> as it was when he came into the league? I don't Is that know, what you're saying? man, but it's like ridiculous. This part, I think, it's partly why the Lakers even drafted Ingram. You know, because we wanted. Uh, in- I mean, there's no way Ingram's gonna do be able to transform because this is genetics. I don't think he can transform into what Giannis uh, looks like. But he's like the modern day David Robinson. Uh, in yeah. terms of physique, which right. is, is ridiculous, yeah, because is when you first saw Giannis as an 18 year old when he came to the league, he was so scrawny. So yeah, uh, I don't remember. Um, did he, he? I don't think he played a lot when he was a rookie. What did he? I don't think so. Yeah, but um, okay. Well, so who's your pick for the MVP? Uh, I would say Steph. Yeah. Too. Right as of right now. Um, yeah. yeah, you can make a case for LeBron. Absolutely for sure. Uh. You know, my preseason pick was Giannis. I think he's kind yeah, of a, he's yeah, in the he's, mix. He's definitely he's in, in the mix. mix. Um, definitely first team All NBA for Giannis. I feel like right so far. Yeah, um, it would be Steph, LeBron, Giannis, probably James Harden. Um, I, I wouldn't know. say James Harden because the Rockets are 14th <laughs> in in the West. So I, I think. I mean, his numbers are. I would I would be more inclined to give Anthony it Davis. to Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, any other any other things about the season so far? By the way, you, uh, Julius Randall has been looking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't twenty eight and eleven the last six games or so. I haven't seen him play at all, but yeah, yeah. I mean the stats. He's putting up some good numbers. Um, so how are you feeling about the uh, yeah. Lakers? Just uh, you know, letting, letting him, him go. go. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I mean, his knock has always been his offense was always he's it's, his offense has always been solid, but his defense and I don't, his his defense is still not elite, you know. But I don't know him playing alongside LeBron could have been very interesting. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So yeah, he's one of the guys that um, he's going to be a free agent. Let's after this year let's. Too. Uh, Let's list out the the recent lottery picks that the Lakers have had, okay? So, starting from Julius Randle. Julius Randle, right? Seventh pick, right? Seventh pick. Um, who was after that? D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brandon Ingram. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. So, amongst those four players. Lottery picks, yeah. Um, rank them on who would you take first? I think you'd have to go with Ingram. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I I have a soft spot for D'Angelo, but again, it's Snitches kind of any stitches, man. Snitches yeah, that's gets... what I'm gonna say. It's kind of inexcusable what he did. Yeah, it's a pretty shitty thing. So I guess Julius. Um, but I would still take D'Angelo over Lonzo at this point. Lonzo is man. just such a 
But, but would you disagree with that, though? I mean, Lonzo is so bad right now with the shooting. De- I mean, D'Angelo's not that great either. Um, yeah, you know what? But he, for example, when you talk about eye tests, that guy, he passes the eye test for sure he on does. the offense. He does. Like, he's a smooth scorer. He would be... I. The, all the snitching aside, he would be amazing alongside LeBron, in my opinion. He's a he could absolutely be a spot up shooter, great passer. Maybe not as great as obviously Alonzo. Great passer though, got decent you know decent handles, oversized point guard. I mean, he would he would be amazing alongside Lonzo, uh, LeBron. But you know, not he doesn't d up as well, and yeah. he's a snitch. So. Yeah, I mean, I might have to agree with your yeah. with your rankings there. Um, and uh, Julius Randle was absolutely not a bust. That was a great. You you look back. That was a great pick. Yeah, he ended up panning out. Yeah. Um, I think given um the choices. The, yeah, the choices that were yeah that were available. Even let's say if there was, like there were better players after that, you can't you can't knock the Lakers for. I mean, that's really still great value at, at number seven. So let's see who got drafted. Um, oh, because uh, that's Joel and because that year because that year um. I think you wanted the Lakers to take Marcus Smart, right? Yeah. So, I did. so who would you have rather had, Marcus Smart or Julius Randle? I, I, I think I waffled back and forth over the years about that, but I feel like you got to go with Julius because Marcus Smart has never um, fixed his shooting. I, I think you, you, what you see is what you get at this point with yeah. Marcus Smart. I feel yeah. like with his shooting, it had Marcus Smart, uh, you know, developed his shooting. I think he could have been, he would have been a top three type of player, but he hasn't. Because that guy is tenacious. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He, you know, like he's a guy he's that a you tough love, you, yeah. you would love to have on your team. Um, but he doesn't shoot enough to make up for that, I think. Yeah, this draft class wasn't that great. The D'Angelo or the uh, Julius Randle draft. Um, you got Embiid, you got Aaron Gordon. Uh, yeah, where was Aaron Gordon drafted? He was drafted fourth. That would have been a great pick for the Lakers. That would have been a great pick. Uh, Zach Levine was taken 13th. TJ Warren was 14th. Um, Gary Harris was 19th. Yeah, there's some it's pretty good okay. players. It's yeah, there's okay some pretty draft. good. Clint Capel was 25th. Not yeah, like good players. Not really like franchise. Uh, but nice, nice but pieces there. Yeah, pieces. Um, but yeah, Julius Randle panned out for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say you know overall, twenty eight games in, things are things are good, things are okay. Uh, you know we'll wait and see what the next third of the season brings for the team. Um, yeah. I don't know when the other players are going to get back, but um, once we have a full roster, um, <clears throat> then we can see how you know Ingram and Rondo get reintegrated with the other players. Um, you know, that was the thing about Kuzma, too. I think he's also turned it on because Ingram's been out. So it'll be like he to saw see. he saw that the the way we wanted Lonzo to yeah, see the opportunity sure. with Rondo uh, going out. Uh, Kuzma yeah. Yeah, really took, sees that opportunity, he took right? Full advantage. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he's putting I don't know what his last. uh what was that? What has yeah, so he last, been averaging for the like, last, past couple uh, games? His last six, seven games, he's been averaging 25 points. Okay. Great percentages, by the way. Shooting yeah. like 50-some percent. Averaging nine boards. 
you know, three, three and a half assists. Uh-huh. Um, you know, maybe probably like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 steals in a block. I mean, that's, you can't, you can't really ask for more than that, you know? Let's see his game log really quick. Um, yeah, he's 33 points, 20 points, 27, 22, 23. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, really good. He's been doing well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it kind of makes, to be honest, it kind of makes Ingram almost expand, expendable. And he makes a, he would be a huge trade chip, you know? Yeah. If we're talking Anthony Davis, you got to do it. Of yeah. course, obviously, right? Yeah, if you were to um, do, let's say, Ingram, Lonzo, and I don't know, Ingram, Lonzo for a package for Anthony Davis, you got to do that. Would you do Ingram and Kuzma for? Ingram and Kuzma for oh. Anthony Davis. I would do that too. I think you'd have to. Yeah, I guess you would have to. Um, yeah. Ingram, Kuzma, and Josh Hart for an Anthony Davis. Oh my god! And we're stuck with Lonzo and his thirty percent shooting. I don't know. LeBron man. and Anthony Davis. Yeah. I think yeah. even then. Yeah. You might have to. Yeah. Well, can you? That's how good Anthony Davis yeah, is, he though. Is, yeah. I mean that defense would be ridiculous. Yeah, and he's he's twenty five years old. I mean, even though he it seems like he's been in the league for like a million years, he's yeah. like twenty five. So, yeah. um, but yeah, you know, some of our players their st- their stock has gone up. Some have gone down. I also but, feel like uh, all, everyone's stock has gone up except for, except for Lonzo, though, which is sad. Well, Ingram is a little iffy. I feel like yeah, right that's now. True. Um, yeah, but you know, I yeah, think there's true. a good amount of. I would say I would venture to guess that like most scouts and people who know basketball can easily see the potential that Ingram has. So, oh yeah, um, he still has a lot of trade value. Not only that, it just cannot be understated how young this kid is. He's twenty-one years old. He's so young still. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And you can see it. I he he. We talk about Lonzo's defense, but Ingram's defense is is up there too. It's it's great. It maybe not on the same as on the same level as Lonzo is as at the point guard position, but um, you can see the potential he has on he the, the impact he could have on the defensive end. Yeah, I've seen him guard very versatile. Yeah, yeah. like I've seen him guard Lillard. Um, on in, I'm talking about spurts. I mean, obviously you can't do that the whole game, but to to have that kind of versatility to to uh, to guard someone like Lillard, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see a little bit more how, um, the team progresses, but, um, you know, general feelings are pretty good. Um, you we're know, definitely excited that now that we have a team that's like worth yeah watching on a game to game basis. On top of that, I think really it can only get better from here. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's like. These guys are only going to improve, you know, especially if we trade for Ariza. Um, so. Yeah. So. Um, but there is something that we do need to talk about, though, that I remember that I was like, we got to talk about the podcast. Okay. Is uh, <laughs> these players and the NBA that are like doubting the moon landing. You've been hearing about this? Oh, uh, I. Like Steph, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Is there a, are there others besides him? Oh yes. Yeah. So Mark Spears, the NBA writer, uh-huh. and Jalen Rose, uh, were like they agreed with they they were like agreeing with Steph. They both think that there was no moon landing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's so ridiculous to me. I think like it's and it's also like really stupid. I can't believe that Steph would do that. I didn't really read in in depth as to what his argument was for that. Did you? I mean, I mean, I think he was just saying like I've never seen it. Like you know, what is where is the proof? Like it totally, <laughs> you know, it's so ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, is is he just saying that to like troll or what is so what's going on? Like, people, how did that even come into basically? People were calling out his intelligence to the point where he came out and he was like, "Oh man, I was just." I was just playing. I was messing around. That's uh-huh. not true. I was just trolling. Yeah, he was like, I'm just trolling. That's kind of like what happened with uh, Kyrie yeah, and the that's flat, what earth, I'm saying. The yeah. flat earth yeah. thing, Yeah, right? I think it's like, it's it's like they're in the NBA, there's like this like anti-intelligence type of movement going on with these players. It's like kind of ridiculous. So, I don't know. Uh, well, so are there other players too that are... I mean, you said um, Steph, well, it was on Jaylen Vince. Rose. It was on Vince Carter. You know, Vince Carter and... Uh, I don't know who the other guy is. They have this pod, they have an NBA podcast. I don't know if they agreed with Vince Steph, Carter but... has a podcast. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm not really looking to uh, NBA players to you know for their opinions on that's true certain things. But like I think it's pretty moon in- landing. Yeah. And such. But, but I feel like it's in pretty impactful because like when you start saying shit like. Yeah, the Earth is flat because it's flat the way I see it, or you know, nobody landed on the moon because I haven't seen it, like you know, with my own eyes or shit like that. It's like at that point, it's like when you start accepting those kinds of opinions, it becomes really dangerous to the point where like you can start doubting like the Holocaust because I wasn't there, I was never there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like to me. The fact that like, and I'm I'm so glad because PTI they they addressed it and they were they went off on like Steph Curry and Mark Spears and all those guys. Um, cause I'm surprised like, Mark Spears would say something it's so like that. crazy. Yeah. yeah, which is why like I'm thinking like that's like ridiculous. Um, but I think it's just really dangerous because like you have that kind of mentality and that kind of thinking that basically means that like you are accepting you are like unless you see it with your own eyes or stuff like that. It's like you are doubting it. You know. Yeah, well, people are going to say stupid shit, like, no matter what. And not only right? that, too, it kind of spits in the face of, like, people who work in, like, NASA. <laughs> like, you know, basically, right. these people who are like, yeah, uh, your line of work is totally made made up. Like, you know. Uh, They're like a fake agency. Exactly, for, exactly. Like, uh, covert yeah. operation yeah, or something. Exactly, so. Um, well, that's kind of the day and age that we live in, though, exa- right? Totally. Is that, With, you yeah. know. Uh, I think Dave Chappelle, his, what is it? One of his recent uh, comedy specials is called like The Age of Spin. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what we're yeah. dealing with every day now is like sensationalized, yeah. you know, headlines. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think an opinion like that is dangerous, but I feel like, yeah, what you're saying, like if if no one is shutting that down, if there's no like, um, 
Yeah, people are held no, accountable, right? Yeah, if people are not held accountable for those stupid opinions, then then yeah, then it's dangerous. Because for sure, Steph Curry. Because this is why it's it's interesting. Because Steph Curry, a guy who you know he's very careful with his image and for it. There's you know he's the wholesome guy. Would, yeah, that surprises me that he that it's him though. That's what I'm saying, and that's why for me he absolutely believed that. He absolutely thought that, and then he got so much backlash. He came out and was like, "Oh." Yeah, I was just trolling. You know, I'm just playing. You know what I mean? But like secretly to his yeah, like, I think he to his friends, he's like, dude, <laughs> that moon shit's fake. Yeah, he. I think he absolutely thought that. You know, so um, yeah, I don't know. I he would was, never. I I kind of more wanted to talk about what happened with Dwight Howard. Still, I still can't. Get, <laughs> I still can't get over that one. Uh, you know, he conveniently had surgery, right? Yeah. Um, poor guy actually i feel bad for i feel really bad for him but um it's just funny that like the the media had i was i was surprised that the media didn't take off with that story yeah it's more like oh don't want to touch that one like you know people are not ready to but it might have been because uh, of like the whole current climate of like you know with like the with gender yeah gender it's, rights it's a very like uh yeah it's a very fluid situation yeah. i feel like but uh but yeah I, sure. I just think it's really interesting that um you know when jason collins came out of the closet it was like a huge deal yeah that was a big deal. um I mean, who's make a no player, mistake. Who was the player before him? John amici was that his name oh yeah I think he came right. out yeah. too yeah. and that was a huge deal yeah but now we, but you know the the whole Dwight Howard thing, no story. I mean, make no mistake, though. I think Dwight Howard, uh, like, if he, you know, he's injured now, right? He's out for the season or something like that. Is that right? Or He's out for a while. He's out for yeah. a while. Make no mistake, if he had returned and, you know, didn't, like, if he returned to the locker room, he, he'd get clowned, I think, by his teammates. Unfairly That's so. That's got to be a... Yeah. fucking awkward right person. i mean he would Return get to the locker room yeah first. because the nba atmosphere is so much more like you know there's a lot of machoism and thing things going on like it's all about like you know how what the thoughts that you can pull in you know instagram thoughts you know what i mean so yeah. he would have he would have gone skewered in the locker room for sure so that's a very strategic surgery he had. Or there could be other players in the NBA that secretly reach out to Dwight and be like, Maybe. yeah, you know, like me too. Maybe. Or but whatever. can you imagine Dwight going, yeah, man, I have your back? I feel like Dwight Howard <laughs> would be like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, you know, because he... I don't know how he can deny it at this but point. But he professes I mean. to be a hardcore Christian, you know? Like he even has a, you know, so... Well, know, supposedly the pastor, his pastor is like making death threats <laughs> to this poor human being yeah. so quote unquote poor I mean, we don't know how much yeah. she's uh yeah but um no yeah so that's the, you know i mean, bottom line is that uh you know we we talking about even like a third into this nba season is that the nba is alive and well because the nba thrives on drama and there is drama on and off the court with the nba it's like it's crazy there's no other sport that really has cultivated such a great like atmosphere for just a ton of drama, you know. And it's also year round too. Yeah, like there is no round. downtime. Right. Like after the finals happen, then it's the draft. Yeah. And then it's summer league. Yeah. You know. So, I think maybe preseason is like the only time where it's like a little bit lower, but yeah. Otherwise, it's like a full year 
experience now yeah, I in think, the NBA. I think the NBA, the product they have right now is, I mean, personally, because I've watched basketball for so long, I don't like that it's so offensive, like, uh, geared. But it's in such a great place. And ju- I'm talking about just in terms of commercially, like, and with the fans, because on the court, you got all these young players, and, like, these young players are developing at a quicker rate. Um, you know, scoring is up. Shooting is so much better versus, like, the, the 90s, like, atrocious shooting. shooting. Yeah. Um, and you just got drama. You just got drama. Like, I mean, the KD Dray- Draymond is was like that was juicy, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, amongst all the major sports, NBA players are like the trendsetters. I feel like yeah. in this country. So like, yeah, I, I feel like the yeah overall the NBA even even the uniforms be- like the uniform like some of these uniforms are like they're dope like the miami vice version of the miami heat oh yeah the the city yeah uh, the, the city, city jerseys, alternates right? it's like yeah. these are these are sweet so like they're i don't know they're doing a lot of good um they're making all the right moves so yeah which is why it's really good that the lakers are good again yeah um for sure because like had the lakers still been a sub 500 team i i would i don't think our outlook would be <laughs> nearly the we'd same. be like the NBA is just in dire straits. Yeah, like, why is there so much scoring? Why is everybody shooting threes? These, these jerseys are disgusting. Basically, everything that um, Greg Popovich complained about the other day, I think yeah. he would be saying the same things. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, he has a good point, though. Yeah, I agree with, yeah, I agree I, with, I what, agree he's with saying. what he's saying. Like, people just, you just look at threes nowadays. Yeah. And it is true. Yeah, like, it is true. The team that shoots the three ball better ends up wins, winning the game. Yeah. You know? Um, which is why I'm a little bit concerned because the Lakers three point shooting is not, um, is not that great, but you know, it needs a little, it needs more improvement. It has gotten better, but it needs more improvement. But you know, on a personal, you know, I mean, I was kind of deviate from that, but on a personal perspective, the fact that there's so much, uh, emphasis and credence to shooting now, I love it because I think we're going to eventually see a Asian superstar. We could very much see that. Maybe not soon, but it'll happen now. Because, like, athleticism is still obviously at a premium, right? You can't be in the NBA unless yeah. you're athletic. But now it's like, if you can shoot lights out, you can be in the NBA. I mean, I don't want to read into what you're saying right now, but I just, <laughs> I just thought you just said Asians aren't athletic. <laughs> I mean... I think I, I mean could, I, if I if I'm reading in between the lines right now, I think you just took a I shot mean, at I, I, I all Asians have, out I there. Have, but I, you know, I mean, you can. We're Asian. You yeah, you can say you know. It. I'm you just, can say I'm it. just saying it's you know the door have is open. Known, have you known a lot of athletic Asians like in your lifetime? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've known I mean, a I few. Think, yeah, I think athletic. Yeah, but just you know, not as athletic. Like. Like Jeremy Lin, when you know back in his heyday, when he was like on the Knicks, he was pretty damn athletic. Actually, I think he's decently athletic. Yeah, yeah, like pretty damn athletic. So he was putting down some nice dunks, and I think, yeah, I think there are plenty of them out there. But you know, it all. I think like what it takes is for collectively for like Asian people, basketball players. They just need to like dedicate their entire life 
to basketball at an early age. Yeah, I mean, but you, how many Asian parents are gonna let their kids yeah. do that? You well, know we're I mean? gonna see that more often now because, like, you know, a lot of Asian generations now are not immigrants. That's true. You know, like, so, like now, the second generation. Yeah, like your kids. You know, if I were to have kids, if you were to have kids, you're not. You're no longer gonna be like telling your kids like, "What are you doing? You, you, you know, you." You got to be studying. That's the only, that's your meal ticket, you know. Right. If if your kids like, I love basketball, and you can clearly see that they're good on the court, you're gonna do all. You know, you're gonna make all the arrangements to make sure that kid has every opportunity to really like continue to grow, you know. Uh-huh. And that's gonna be across the board with all these Asians out there. So, and the fact that now shooting is such a premium, <laughs> it's more of an equalizer. Yeah, you're saying? I'm yeah. saying it's absolutely more of an equal like. There are guys in the NBA now where I'm like, this this dude is a star. Where a couple years ago, I don't think he would have been a star. Like, so who hmm. comes to mind? Like Buddy Heel. This guy is averaging like 20 points a game, like just fantastic. But yeah. think about who this guy was. He was like a what four year starter in the in college, right? Right. His meal ticket was just great shooting, right? Th- there's no way a guy like that would have thrived in the NBA. A four year starter who was not overly athletic, was just pretty much a great shooter. That Those kinds of guys were always at the end of the bench. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Now he's on Sacramento, like, just dropping, like, 20 points a game, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think there's more cultural diversity in the <clears throat> NBA. Yeah. I think slowly. I yeah. mean, who's, you know, runaway rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. Right. You know, and he's, and he's having a great rookie season because he can shoot the ball. I, mean, I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. He's got great, know? I mean, he's got great like NBA skills versus yeah. like, you know, being, he has, I mean, he has a great feel for the game, sure. but I think a big part of it is that he can shoot the ball. Yeah. So like to your point, yeah. yeah. I feel like shooting, you know, is gonna, yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it's like if the best, if the league was all about just dunking, which which it was kind of in the nineties for a while, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I feel like overall, kids would be less. Kids would be inclined to play basketball, or yeah. less less well, kids would be inclined to believe that they can make it to the NBA. I mean, and that's why Steph Curry was such a revolutionary. At, yeah, it was and still is. You know, like. You know, even taken to the fact that he's doing all this in the Bay Area, I would not be surprised that the next, like, we can find a next Asian superstar in the next couple of years end up being a kid who was from the Bay Area. Like, I would love to see, like, a case study of that. Jeremy Lin's from the Bay Area. Yeah, Jeremy Lin's so. from the Bay Area. But, you know, like, a ki- an Asian kid growing up watching, having watched what Steph Curry has done, like... You can absolutely, if something like that were to happen, I'm predicting it right now. What is it? 2000, end of 2000. <laughs> if that were to happen, I would be like, oh, that makes so much sense. So make your prediction. What, what, year, <laughs> what year are we going to see the next Asian American NBA player? NBA player. But I'm talking about beyond that, like a, a- all-star NBA level. all-star. Okay. So Asian player. Well, let's, let's, let's think about this. Let's say at what age are you? You know, where, you know, where you're a kid and, like, it really captures your imagination, like, watching a player like Steph Curry would be, what, I think, like, 10 to 12, right? Maybe even before that, Maybe too. even before that. Maybe, yeah. like, so let's say, like, a Let's nine, say, like, 7 to 12. I don't know, 7? I'm thinking about my nephews, whether they, maybe. 
Okay, let's say are eight. They, do they watch sports? They do, but they're not like... They don't know players or anything. Yeah, they do, but they're not like I'm obsessed with this player. Okay, kind of thing. So okay, okay let's, let's just say, say ten. Let's okay, just say ten. Okay. okay, ten. Let's say ten. Um, and when did he? When did he? When did he become Steph Curry though? I don't know. Like 2015. 2015. Around there. So let's say. So you have to be ten. Maybe, maybe a little bit before, but I feel like that's the first season the yeah. Warriors won the title, right? So yes. let's just say 2015. Yeah, 2015. So that's you were ten at 2015. It's been three years. So he's 13 now. So in five years, he's going to be going entering. He's going to, that's when he's going to be playing college. Uh huh. So five years is what, 2000? 2023. Um, he's probably going to play one or two years. So 24, 25, 2025. He's going to have a couple of, well, let's so just drafting wise. 2025 is going to be around that, give or take one, one or two, one or one year. Yeah, give this kid like five years in the league. Yeah, but he's going to get, we're going to see a drafted player probably in 2025, an Asian kid where we're like, Oh shit! Like he's got some good skills. Damn, like, I mean that's not that far away. It's not that far away. Um, you think it's gonna happen that soon? Yeah, I think so for sure. It, I mean the the climate is perfect. Not only that, there's so many rich Asian families in the Bay Area now, where you can afford that type of environment. You know what I'm saying? Too. Damn, I just 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 backed into this theory <laughs> that I was just like. Um, but does it not all make, it makes sense does it not it makes perfect sense because like when you're an Asian kid and you watch Steph Curry play you're not thinking like wow like he's so athletic yeah but the parents are still telling they're telling this guy to go study for his SATs right I don't now. know see I don't think it's that I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore even now yeah I think, I think even now like because now we're at because I look at my for example my brother and my sister who are a little bit older obviously now like my sister she's not like that you know and my nephews are now like 10 and 5. It's around this is we're right around that 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 moment where it, we're starting to see Asian parents be a lot more open about about things. You know like my my older nep- oldest nephew, he's 10 and he's obsessed with baseball. My sister lets him play baseball all year round. He just finished winter ball, you know? Damn. So yeah. I mean and like they're spoken like a true like Dominican family yeah, right there. Yeah, for sure. So I think like in the Bay Area, you're telling me in the the millions of Asians that live out there, there there's got to be at least one family, one dad or one mom who's like, you know, they're instilling that Asian work ethic and thinking, yeah, my kid's gonna be the next step. You know what? You're right because we we see we see that in like women's golf, for example. Right. Oh, like absolutely. Koreans are dominating yeah. women's golf. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So if you can yeah, instill. Yeah, you know some some sort of uh, discipline. Yeah, and you don't even need uh, a guy who's a, an Asian kid who's like six three, six four, which is what Steph Curry's size is. Um, even Steve Nash, Steve Nash was six foot, six foot. You yeah, know? Um, he just had otherworldly skills in other departments, right? But um, okay, twenty twenty five. That's a realistic possibility. Yeah. But what what are the odds that? So I feel like right now, because in terms of like Asian, an Asian American NBA player, right? All we, all we've known so far is Jeremy Lin, right? So I feel like, um, so his parents, his dad, I think was obsessed with NBA. He was kind of a trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah. So since we've only had one example so far, I feel like there's still, there is still like a, 
barriers, like a like a door that needs to be kicked through right. for like Asians to to make it into the NBA. So I feel like whoever's gonna go, whoever's gonna make it to the NBA, they have to be. They can't just like, um, make it by the by the you know by the skin of their teeth. They well, need to like be he, very good he at something. Very, which is why, like, yeah. yeah, which is why I'm saying I'm talking about uh, all star level caliber player. Right. And the thing about Jeremy Lin for me is that I think his influence and his impact cannot be understated. However, there are things about him where I'm like, he was not the one. It's kind of like. Star Wars, you know, like, you know, where's that scene from Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, he was like, you were supposed to be the one. Yeah. He, he might have been supposed to be the one, but he was not the one. You know what I mean? Because there were certain things that were keeping him from being the one, which is like, A, he was way too humble. He's way too humble. Right. He was so, like, outspoken. Like, even even now, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're listening to this and you... uh you know the very well documented uh talk about how he gets no calls and if anything like there are f- uh flagrant calls that that get uncalled you know like he gets fouled ridiculously hard uh-huh. and he doesn't get called he doesn't receive any calls and that's absolutely because he's an asian guy like i 100% agree with, with agree with that go I on to that. yeah go on to youtube and just type in jeremy lin uh, foul calls and you'll find something you'll see a long ass clip of how like all these players literally not literally but like just murdering him on the court and you know either they don't get he doesn't get called or uh, you know there's no any other play it would have been a flagrant so so for me it needs to uh, it needs to not only be an Asian kid who's like playing well, but isn't his personality has to be more of like, like he's got to have more moxie. He's got to have more like bravado bravado because that's how you thrive in the NBA. You see all the like top player, like there's a reason why Kawhi with his talent level, he should be absolutely like one of the top three most popular players in the NBA, but he's not because he's a robot. He's just like the quiet robot. He played on the Spurs, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even know what his voice sounded like before this year." Laughs like a robot. Too. Yeah, he laughs like a robot too. We can't have a Korean, Korean or Chinese Asian Kawhi. We cannot have a Asian Kawhi. Yeah, it'll, it'll still. If we have an Asian Kawhi, it'll still be very impactful. But we need a player that's like, you know, like you said, has bravado. So. Uh, I think Chris Rock had the joke. That it's never uh, either Chris Walker or, or Chappelle, but whoever said it said uh, it's never good to be the first one. Like, yeah, you look at um, Jackie Robinson yeah. and all the shit that he had to go through yeah. being the first black yeah. baseball player. And Chris Rock was like, I'd rather be Daryl Strawberry. He's like <laughs> all star doing coke, partying up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't I agree. I think. I mean, that's, I'm so, very grateful for Jeremy Lin oh, as an Asian person yeah, for sure that loves the NBA. Yeah. But yeah, there's. I think Jeremy Lin needed to be there for the next, like whoever yeah. the next great. Yeah, I think the next Asian player that makes it to the NBA is going to be uh, even better. Yeah, and you have to absolutely give so much credit and gratitude to a guy like Jeremy Lin. Like whoever the next Asian player that makes it will have to give that kind of like 
because Jeremy Lin, he he took all that shit. He took all those hard uncalled fouls for the for the next right. you know, uh the Asian guy who's gonna make it. So it can't be understated the impact he has, but this next Asian kid that's gonna be it's gonna be a whole different ball game, in my humble opinion. I think it's gonna look very different. So um yeah, I don't know. It's my okay. theory that I just just I think uh <laughs> I think we could end the podcast on that note. It just deviated um, to just totally we, something else, but I don't know. Turned into a it. discourse of socioeconomic <laughs> issues um, in society, but it's a good way to end the podcast. Um, you know, uh, so I think the Lakers are doing good. This basically, you know, bottom line for this episode. Um, yeah. Things are looking good. Um, and, you know, we'll always be watching as always. Um, yeah. to see what's next um you know watching the next few games and uh hopefully when uh the injured guys come back uh we'll have a better sense of yeah is this a team that can seriously make a run this year or um is it still in fact a, a gap year as we as we've said so yeah. um that said uh Thank you for listening. Is there anything else you want to say, Chris? I think so. I think we've exhausted all the topics. All right. So uh, with that said, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.